An Antarctica ice shelf the size of Los Angeles collapsed in just a few days due to unseasonably warm temperatures in mid-March, according to scientists on the scene. Taken with my phone's front-facing camera. In mid-March, an ice shelf the size of Los Angeles broke apart in Antarctica within days of unusually warm temperatures, according to scientists. Conger Ice Shelf, which covered an area of about 460 square miles, broke off on March 15. It was 40 degrees warmer than normal at Concordia Research Station around that time reaching minus 12 degrees Celsius. East Antarctica hasn't seen a shelf collapse like this, according to marine geophysicist Rob Larder of the British Antarctic Survey, since we've been able to receive satellite data. According to the researchers, Conger was just the final step in a long process that caused it to collapse. As the world's coldest and iciest continent, scientists are especially concerned about the recent warming trend. The area of ocean surrounding Antarctica that is covered by sea ice was predicted just a month ago to be at its lowest extent ever. Into the ocean, land-based glaciers and ice sheets have extended their shelves of ice called the Conger Glaciers. As a result, these ice sheets will not be able to feed ice into the ocean without interruption. Ice flows into the ocean from land when the shelf collapses, which causes sea level rise. This is a problem for coastal communities around the world. Uni of Colorado Boulder glaciologist Ted Scambos believes that record low sea ice conditions and wave action, which hit the shelf during the recent warm period due to strong northerly winds, were likely factors in ice shelf collapse. There were rumors that Scambos thought it might be a sign of things to come as the continent succumbs to the effects of the climate crisis. Antarctica as a whole has kind of been locked away in an icebox, he said to CNN. To remove ice to the edge of continent, it's been accustomed to being surrounded by this fringe of sea ice and to temperatures below freezing, and so those are big steps in terms of energy or the kind of processes that can happen. It's a good e.g. of how Antarctica responds to these record-breaking events. And that's what happened at Conger. Ice shelves have been stuck against an island for an extended period, which has the same effect on a piece of wood as putting too much pressure on it, Scambos claimed. Over time, large rips had developed due to the pressure. It's fascinating to watch what happens to glaciers when they lose ice shelves. Is at risk is a unique opportunity for scientists, Scambos said. Scambos described the shelf as not very large. A shelf braced against an island or even the coast of the bay, on the other hand, causes glaciers behind it to feel that there is a back pressure, an opposing force. As a result, removing the shelf makes them thinner and more fluid. A warming climate is making ice shelf collapse more likely, according to Larder. However, ice shelf collapses have occurred more frequently in West Antarctica, which is warmer than East Antarctica, over the past 40 years. Una Shelf Supporting Thwaites Glacier, nicknamed Doomsday Glacier, may come off in five years, according to a study released in 2013. Scambos and his team of scientists flew over Thwaites Glacier, which is the size of Idaho, to reach their study stations at sea. Read more. St. Peter's University wins an NCAA tournament game to reach the Elite Eight. Bridgerton recap, Mr. Duplicity. Taylor Hawkins, longtime Foo Fighters drummer, dies at 50. At least one scrambler told CNN that he could see major cracking in this ice shelf, places where the ice is torn apart is a clear sign to earth-changing climate. For this reason, claims Larder that it occurs less frequently in the East Antarctic than in the West. According to Larder, the ice sheet in East Antarctica is gaining ice in the middle and losing ice along the edges. Though it's not out of whack overall, some outsiders appear to be struggling. 
researchers have been watching the Totten Glacier, which if its ice shelf collapses, could raise sea levels by about 10 feet. He added recent record-breaking incidents in Antarctica show the issue is intensifying. As he put it, it's something that's hard to stop once it gets going. Sea levels will rise rapidly before the end of the century if we don't act now, according to the United Nations Environment Programme, UNEP. It was pointed out by Scambos that these consequences would be felt by children who are currently alive. And even though I won't be there to see it, there are people here with us today, they're a little shorter than most of us, but they're going to be there for that, Cambos continued. We owe them our best efforts, so let's get started right away. Coach K could be on the verge of retiring for the third time in as many years if things go according to plan. After Mike Shashevsky's retirement at the end of this season, the NCAA tournament is a one and done affair. When Duke and Texas Tech in the Sweet 16, it will be seeking to reach its first Elite Eight since 2019. Last time out, Duke didn't flinch at the end of its season. The Blue Devils lost a nine point lead in the second half, and Michigan State pulled ahead by five in the closing minutes. In the 2019 Elite Eight, the Spartans eliminated Zion Williamson and the Duke team, and it appeared that Tom Izzo would wreck another party and put an end to Mike Krzyzewski's coaching career. Coach K will retire after Duke's final game of the season, but the team rallied back, with each player on the floor making crucial plays, to stage a furious comeback and give Krzyzewski at least a few more days of bench time. I believe we had a chance, and once we put our foot in the door, there was no looking back from there said Duke player Wendell Moore Jr. I didn't hear the word losing once. It was clear to everyone in the huddle that they would win. We looked at each other and we knew we were going to win. The NCAA tournament, Benchero explained. Each and every game is crucial to the season's outcome. That's all there is to say on the subject. You could either go to sleep or crank it up, we decided. My players were really tough, Shashevsky remarked after the game. It was a great defensive effort in the closing four to five minutes. Jeremy willed that ball in on a big three for us with his drives. Read more. Dub C qualifiers, Italy out of the World Cup, Portugal versus Macedonia on Tuesday. Devonta Parker edition, let's turn that face mask green. Chiefs give WR Tyreek Hill camp permission to seek trade after contract extension talk stall. It's possible for teams to go one of two ways after a dramatic comeback like that in the tournament. The squad has grown as a result of the experience, according to Duke's remarks. It's possible that an impressive comeback may set the stage for an even more impressive run, one that culminates in a championship. It's a pleasure to work with them. Their sex is changing. However, there are also indications that a Duke victory will have the opposite effect. It may be difficult for the team to refuel the tank for another run at the Sweet 16 after putting in so much effort in the first round. Coaches, according to Shisky, can't look back or ahead too much throughout the season for fear of tripping over the next game. In Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, the players witnessed a textbook illustration of this. While honoring Shashevsky's legacy, the Blue Devils fell to the Tar Heels in a humiliating defeat in front of 96 former players. It was clear that the club was taking stock of their season after the Michigan State win. He was overcome with emotion as he said, I'm really proud of my guys. It was a pleasure working with you guys. I'm in a state of awe. As your coach, I'm overjoyed. Even more interesting was the fact that, for the first time this season and for most of the season, he seemed to be willing to reflect on the past. 
When asked about Roach's drive, Coach K usually rejects the question, refusing to compare players or teams he's seen. In addition, he talked about his five decades at Duke, his five championships, and his sweet 16s. 75, he clarified. This is ridiculous. You've got to be kidding me. How lucky are you, really? I wish to spread the word. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys how much I love it. I'd like to join in on the fun just a little. I've been alive for 47 years now. In my opinion, it was one of the best days of the year. Were you strengthened by the flames or was your mission successful? After 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, the Blue Devils and Red Raiders will tip off at Chase Center in San Francisco. With Gonzaga's loss in the opener, the stakes have been up for both Duke and Tech. Now, winner will face Arkansas for a place in the Final Four. Lamar Simpson, Jerry Pollard, and Burt Smith will serve as game officials. After sitting out the final six minutes of the Michigan State game, A.J. Griffin will play tonight. Along with Jeremy Roach, Wendell Moore, Mark Williams, and Paolo Banchero, he'll get the start for the first time. During Duke's first three possessions, the Blue Devils threw two air balls and committed a turnover. An additional missed field goal and two more errors lead to fast-break goals. Early in the game, Duke was knocked back. Kay has called a timeout with the score at 10-2. The timeout appears to have worked. Banchero has a chance to tie the game at the foul line after the under-16, but Duke goes on a 7-0 run to take the lead. With 13 minutes left, the under-16s entered the game. At 8-17, the last child under the age of 12 had crossed the finish line. The weather is warming up, but it's still a tight match between the two sides. As of this writing, Duke has missed seven straight shots and is without a goal for almost four minutes. Out in front 29-24 at halftime. Duke ended a five-minute losing streak but was down 33-29 at halftime. Blue Devils opened the second half with a 5-of-7 shooting percentage and a two-point advantage against Texas Tech at 46-40 at the under-16. Duke has arrived. At the under-12, the Blue Devils have a 49-47 lead thanks to a 9-1 run. On a lob, Williams was whistled for a foul. The game is currently 56-55 in favor of Tech, and Duke will have a chance to take the lead after the under-8. Here we go again. A Benchero three-pointer with 2.54 remaining gives Duke a 69-68 equals advantage.